Hello and welcome to this Grace Baptist Mission Media podcast. You're going to hear Serving Today, a program for pastors and church leaders. If you're involved in discipling others or perhaps you teach the Bible one-to-one or in a small group, Serving Today will be relevant for a wide range of believers. Welcome to Serving Today, the program for pastors and church leaders. I'm Andrew Cook. It's good to be with you. Personal Holiness, more in the Christian Basics series. We continue here on Serving Today with our Christian Basics series on living the Christian life. You'll recall that these studies are designed to help us disciple new believers so they are firmly grounded in the Word of God. But these truths are really beneficial for all believers to be reminded of, even if they have followed the Lord for many years. I don't know if you've ever talked with someone who does mountain climbing, but something you become aware of very quickly is that as they plan their particular climb, they have to make sure they have all the right equipment to make their ascent. Now, in a very real way, it is a bit like that with the matter of personal holiness that Dr John Hall has been teaching us about from the Bible. Indeed, I think climbing a mountain is a very good analogy, as so often we discover in our lives there are huge obstacles to be overcome as we seek to become more like our Saviour, the Lord Jesus Christ. It can demand strenuous effort from us as we find there is indwelling sin in our hearts that has to be tackled head on. Things such as pride and selfishness, covetousness and greed, laziness and a whole host of other things. What's so good to know, though, is that the Lord has provided all that is needed to enable us to become like Jesus. Supremely, of course, each Christian believer is indwelt by the Holy Spirit himself, who empowers us to make spiritual progress. In addition, the Bible also instructs us about other practical steps we can and must take so that we grow more like Jesus. They are like the equipment which makes climbing a mountain possible – And it's this we're going to be looking at in this and our next programme. There are quite a number of essential things we need to make use of, so Derek French asked John Hall to take us through the more important of these. Yes, Derek, this is most important, isn't it? Because we saw last time, no holiness, no heaven, and that we had, as the scripture said, to make every effort to be holy. And so we're going to look at how we make progress in this progressive stage of our sanctification, which is the time between our conversion to Christ and our entrance into glory. Effort has to be made on our part. Yes, God is at work in us through his Spirit, but we must act. The overall aim, as we have seen, is holiness and Christ-likeness. And so in the program today, we're going to look at some of the things that promote growth in holiness and Christ-likeness. We saw in the previous programs how important this is. Now, one of the first ways in promoting holiness is asking God in all we do to give us what we need to live for him and serve him. And Derek is going to read two verses from James chapter 1, verses 5 and 17. James writes, If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given him. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. We should ask God then for all the wisdom we need 
in order to pursue holiness in our particular situation and culture. And we can be confident of this, that God gives generously. He doesn't change. He is able to give us all we need wherever we live and whatever age we live in. John, in a, in a sense, I've, I've referred to this already by that verse from James chapter 1. But the question is this, what place, if any, does prayer have in our pursuit of holiness? And if it is important, what sort of things should we be praying about? As we've seen from James, that prayer is very important. It's the way we ask God for what we need. It's also the way we develop our relationship with God. So it might be useful here just to say to new Christians something about prayer. If you've been converted recently or as a result of these studies, you perhaps won't understand much about prayer. So what is prayer? Prayer is where you pour out your heart to God. You come to God through Christ's work and with the help of the Holy Spirit. In prayer, you praise God. In prayer, you take the promises that you read in God's word, like the one in James when you lack wisdom, and you ask God to work those promises out in your life. Practically, to help you pray, you should set time aside when you can be on your own and then pray, perhaps initially using each phrase of the Lord's Prayer, the Our Father Prayer, as a heading or a lead-in for a short prayer to God. You could ponder the fact that he's your Father. You could seek God's name to be hallowed or glorified. You could think of the extension of his kingdom and so on. The other important thing is to be at the church prayer meeting. So you listen to your brothers and sisters pray and you can share with other Christians then in praying. Listen to how Paul writes about prayer as Derek reads Ephesians 6 and verse 18. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. What a comprehensive command there. Pray in the Spirit. You can't pray without the Spirit's help. The Spirit must stir you up in order to pray truly. And when are we to pray? Well, on all occasions. And what sort of prayers? Well, all sorts of prayers and requests. Praying about everything. Particularly praying for your brothers and sisters, the saints, your fellow Christians. It's very important at this time that we should pray for one another as Christians because we face tremendous pressures throughout our world to compromise either with worldliness or to give up following the Lord Jesus because the cost is too great. John, like with prayer, what place does the Bible have in our spiritual progress? Again, this is very important. It's important to read the Word of God or to have it read to you because the Word of God tells us what God expects of us and how to achieve what God expects of us. And so it's bound to promote our spiritual progress. We need too to have the word of God applied to us by the Holy Spirit. As we read the word of God and the Holy Spirit works in us, our minds are renewed so we can learn about what God wants from us. So we can learn how to act, what to do and what not to do. We learn to look in faith to God by the Holy Spirit to help us to grow. You remember what Paul writes in 2 Timothy 3, 15 and 16. 
Derek will read that to us. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. The word of God teaches us, teaches us the truth about God. It rebukes us, tells us what's wrong. It corrects us, shows us how to put things right. And it trains us so we can live a righteous life, so that we can be completely equipped for all those good works that God has planned for us. So the Bible, which is God's word, it's most important for us to read it, to understand it, to learn it, if we're ever to make progress in holiness. Again now, word to the new Christian. If possible, get a Bible in your own language. Or if that's not possible, just a portion of the Bible and read it. Where you have difficulty either possessing a Bible or not being able to read it. Get someone else to read it to you. Share your Bible with the whole group. Sit down and spend perhaps half an hour each day having it read to you. If you're able to read and have a Bible, read some each day. Read over time all the Bible, not just your favourite bits. And each time you read, pray that God will help you understand it. And as you do understand it, pray for God's help to put it into practice so that you can obey it. Holiness, you see, is obeying God, isn't it? Also, if at all possible, attend a church where the preacher believes the Bible and carefully explains it. Derek, please read to us now from Romans 12, 1 and 2. Therefore I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. You see, if we've been saved, in view of God's mercy, in other words, we're to offer ourselves to God. To be holy, we need our minds renewing so we don't think like the world, but we think as God wants us to do, so we can see what God's will is and do it. Now, if you have a Bible, turn now to Psalm 119. We're going to look, first of all, at verse 9 to verse 16. I'm going to read and comment from this psalm. Psalm 119, verse 9. How can a young man, or anybody for that matter, keep his way pure? How can a young man keep his way pure? Isn't that our aim? A pure life? A holy life? Well, what's the psalmist's answer? What would you have answered? The psalmist writes, By living according to your word. By obeying what God has said. How is he helped to do that? Verses 10 and 11. He writes, I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Because he believes in his heart that he needs to be pure. He seeks God. He seeks God's help to be obedient. He reads the word of God and hides it in his heart so that when he faces temptation, He knows what's right and wrong and is able to resist what's wrong and to do what's right. You see, it's God that sets the standards. God defines what's right and wrong. God defines what's sin. It's not how we feel, whether we feel it's good or bad. It's what the Bible says concerning what's good or bad. And this is most important. We need that information if ever we're to avoid temptation and sin. 
And then the psalmist goes on to describe his great delight in God's word. And Derek is going to read for us verses 12 to 16. Praise be to you, O Lord, teach me your decrees. With my lips I recount all the laws that come from your mouth. I rejoice in following your statutes as one rejoices in great riches. I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. I delight in your decrees. I will not neglect your word. He longs to be taught. Praise and rejoicing are part of his approach to God's word. But he also meditates on it, by which he means that he chews it over in his mind. He thinks, well, I've read this. How does it apply to me? How can I put it into action? And then once he's decided what it means and understood what it means, then he's determined not to neglect God's word, but to put it into action. Listener, are you like that? You see, if you or I are ever to make progress in holiness, we must have this heartfelt love of God's word. We must know it, we must hide it in our hearts, and then we must do it, we must obey it. May God grant us all that loving, submissive, humble obedience to all that God teaches in the Bible and enable us each day to seek his help to do that as we serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, thanks for listening to Serving Today, a podcast from the Grace Baptist Mission radio team. To get in touch with us, you can now send us a message via WhatsApp. The number is plus four four seven five zero eight nine three two five three four. That's plus four four seven five zero eight nine three two five three four. Until next time, goodbye.